I think as designers as well, it's so easy to always think, oh, I can do better. It can be better. I'm going to keep working on it. And you just end up in this cycle of never actually putting your work out because you're just constantly refining and refining. Welcome to Design Life, a podcast about design and side projects for motivated creators. And I'm Femke. And I'm Charlie. Today we're going to talk about taking action on your ideas. Because as creatives, we come up with a lot of ideas. I don't think that coming up with ideas is the struggle that a lot of us have. But the struggle comes in when you try and act on those ideas and see them through to reality. First, though, I would like to know, Fem, how you're going with all your ideas lately. How's your side projects going? My side projects are going pretty well. I This this topic actually comes at a good time for me because I have a new side project idea that I would like to execute. So this is actually a great topic for a great time for me. Ooh, I'm interested. Yeah, well, uh, I'm sure we'll get into it later, maybe towards the end. But they're going well. I have a couple of interviews lined up for my blog and I have a post that I'm working on at the moment that's going to go out soon on the blog. And I'm also working on a, a new freelance project that I'll be working on over, I was about to say over summer because my months and seasons are like programmed opposite in my brain yeah. from living in New Zealand. Northern hemisphere problems. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I guess I'll be working on it over winter, so over the holidays, which will be super exciting. And what about you? How are you, how are you going? Well, I've just started a, sort of a new like side project within a side project, I suppose. I think we talked about that in our first episode, how we do that. Uh, I've started a series where I'm vlogging every single day in the lead up to Christmas. I know this episode is going out after Christmas. Wow. But uh, you'll be able to go back and hopefully I will have completed 24 vlogs. That's impressive. Yeah, it's a massive undertaking and it's going well so far. It's only been two days, but I've managed to get the vlogs edited and uploaded. So that's good. Uh, it's it's got to be a challenge, but I think it's a good one. And so far my audience seems to be enjoying it. So that's a relief because, you know, you want it to be worth the time you're putting in. <laughs> so why did you decide to do this? It's a thing that all YouTubers do, well not all, but many around Christmas time. It's a thing called Vlogmas, where you film like your life in the lead up to Christmas, so you get to see Christmassy things and, you know, basically it gets you to experience Christmas through different people's perspectives, Mm -hmm. which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. So I've always liked the idea of it and never done it myself before, but taking it on this year. Yeah, so every day you have to film a video and edit a video. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> I am very much looking forward to seeing these. <laughs> you don't sound like you have much faith in me, Finn. I do, I do. I have lots of faith. I know your life is super interesting. Like, like seriously, I know you, you do a lot of stuff and you're always at events and gigs and hanging out with lots of people and work. So I, I'm looking forward to it. And I think it's awesome that you're taking on this challenge. Like, it sounds like it is going to be a challenge for you. Like, you're accepting that it's going to be hard. And you are coming into it with a really awesome mindset of challenging yourself. So I think that's really awesome. And I wish you the best of luck. Thank you, my dear. (laughs) That kind of uh, brings us into our topic, doesn't it? This idea of motivation and finding things a challenge. Uh, We tweeted out about this topic, uh, taking action on your ideas, because we kind of had a feeling that it's not something that only us struggle with. And we had a few responses 
something that Camilla said in an email to us is that what she struggles with as a creative is getting overwhelmed. Mm. Like she likes making plans, and but she gets the how she put it, paralysis of the analysis, which I quite like. Yeah. So when you've got a lot of ideas for things, but then taking that next step and committing to actually starting on them is the hard thing. Do you ever find that sense of like overwhelming, I've got too many ideas? Is that something that you come across as well? Definitely. And I think as creatives and, and as a designer, we have that all the time, you know, and that could be ideas for side projects, but it could also be like design direction ideas. Like if I'm working on a design project, I just have so many ideas of the different directions that I could take or things that I could do. And so I wouldn't say I struggle with having lots of ideas because I think having lots of ideas is really great. It gives you lots of options and different avenues and it sort of extends your creative thinking and challenges you to think a bit more and outside of the box. But it can be difficult to sort of choose and focus on one of them. Do you know what? I have a list in my to-do list app called Sometime. And on that list is every idea that I've had that I feel like is worth doing. So that's not every idea I've ever had, because obviously not every idea is worth doing. But it's the ones that I think I should put time on one day. And that list just keeps getting longer. And I kind of think that maybe I should move it to a place where I can't see it every day when I look (laughs) at my to-do list. Because there's just so many ideas there. And it does feel overwhelming that I just don't have the time to act on them all and you know I'm gonna have to prioritize and really focus if I actually want to get them done. Yeah that's a really great idea I'm gonna start that too but do you think that if you hide them then it's easy to forget like do you think that maybe having them visible in a way is a good thing because it kind of reminds you and maybe motivates you a bit more to take action? I don't know if it's motivating or more debilitating to see all these things that I want to do but haven't been able to yet, you know? I think you could look at it both ways, and I think I look at it both ways depending on the kind of mood I'm in that day. You know, if I'm feeling super inspired, I might look at it and think, oh, look at this, like I've got a lifetime of creative projects ready to go, you know? But other days it might be more like, oh, man, I can't even get my regular stuff done, let alone look at these projects. Yeah, right. It's a tricky one. What's the first thing you do when you get an idea? Like, the first thing I do would be to, you know, think on it some more. Usually it's in the shower. I'll think about all my ideas or perhaps walking to work or on the tube when I'm just staring into space. And when I decide it's something that I might actually want to do, that's when I write it on that list of mine. But, But what do you do when you first get an idea? I'm pretty similar. I was going to say something along the lines of the same thing. So I don't write it down straight away. I kind of chew it over for a day or so and just kind of think about it and try and challenge myself to think about it from different perspectives as well, not just mine, because I feel like that helps me sort of analyse how it would potentially be received by others or the benefit that it could have in the world rather than just in my own brain and so I sort of think about it for a bit I might discuss it with my partner Owen to get just to get like a second opinion and then I usually I usually try and write it down Uh, we use Trello so I have a list in Trello that is suitably titled inbox (laughs) and so I dump it in there or otherwise if I if I already, you know, I can feel some momentum going on the idea and I already have lots of 
things that I need to jot down, then I'll just open up a Google Doc and start typing and just writing things down as reminders. And I guess that slowly starts to form an outline of, of sorts. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you ever worry about getting ideas, if you don't write them down straight away, that you'll forget them? Yeah, I do. <laughs> but but I guess at the same time, if I forget it after a day, then maybe it wasn't a good idea. That's actually a really good point. I didn't think of it that way. I'm, I've been known, I've got so many notes in the notes app on my phone. It is an absolute mess, honestly. It's, <laughs> it's shocking. But whenever I have an idea for something that I don't want to forget, I will write it down straight away. Just like jot down like a couple of keywords so I don't forget that I had the idea so that I can then mull it over later and decide if it's worth adding to that to-do list. Do you sort them by any kind of priority or it just becomes a long nope. list? <laughs> it is just a long list. <laughs> so so what do you do? Sit down on a Sunday afternoon and browse through them and think, hmm, which one do I want to do today? I think it's more that um, having them written down and having them there brings them to my mind at the time that they're going to be worth doing. That was really confusing. Let me explain. So I wanted to make a outline map of Wellington, which is both of our old hometown. I'd made one of Valencia, which is my favourite city in the world, and I wanted to make another one of Wellington and sort of make it into a series, but setting aside the time to do that just wasn't a priority for me at the, at the time that I had the idea to do it, so I just wrote it down. But then recently I decided to make a video tutorial showing the process of actually making the poster. So that's when it came back and I got to make the poster and I got a video out of it. So it was sort of like a two-for-one thing. And if I hadn't written the idea down and had it sitting there, potentially, like you said, seeing it every day uh, unconsciously on my to-do list, I might not have thought to make a video about it. So touching back on what Camilla said in her email the paralysis of analysis and and she says I'm terrible at committing to the first few steps so I'm interested to hear from you Charlie how do you commit to the first few steps or or how do you discover what those first few steps are and then prioritize them so you can take action that's a really tough one and I know what Camilla means when she says she likes making the plans but the acting on them is hard because I definitely struggle with that as well but what I've found useful is breaking the plans down into like tiny little incremental steps. And I did this when I came to wanting to relaunch the way I package my t-shirts in my online store. So I knew I wanted to up the quality and I like had all these ideas for it, of course, but forcing myself to sit down and actually plan like a to-do list of the steps that I need to take in order to do it was really useful because it gave me things to do like design stickers, you know, like that's a little task that's not thinking about relaunching the whole thing. That's just one little mm. task within the bigger task that I can tick off on its own. I find that really satisfying and that's what I need to be able to, you know, keep working through things as little tasks. It's like a false sense of achievement, I suppose, when I can yeah, mark yeah. something off. <laughs> and, you know, another example is how we used tasks to launch this podcast. So we didn't both have launch a podcast on our on our list we <laughs> broke we broke the whole thing down right we had you know set up on SoundCloud set up on iTunes create the artwork create the logo uh, design the website build the website uh, so it's all broken down into these little achievable tasks and when you check them off you get a sense of achievement and, and it makes the next one much more achievable because you've broken it down yeah totally I think that is definitely 
something to try, even if you're not much of a to-do list person, if you're struggling with this where to start on an idea. We did a Twitter poll actually on um, wondering what was holding people back from acting on new ideas that they have. So we gave two options, lack of resources or confidence. And, and we decided that lack of resources could mean like a lack of time, not necessarily a lack of budget or skills. You know, it could be, could be anything, meaning that you don't have the thing you need to get started right then and there. And interestingly, it turned out that 36% said lack of resources and 64% said confidence. This surprised me. I was actually expecting it to be the other way around. What, what were you expecting? The same? Yeah, yeah. I was expecting lack of resources to be the main thing because I find that's the main thing for me. Usually it's time is, is the hardest thing I find in acting on a new idea. Damien tweeted us and said the thing he struggles with most is finding the confidence to execute on an idea before talking himself out of it, which is really interesting. And I don't know, I guess that I sometimes talk myself out of ideas as well, but I don't know if it's a confidence issue or just if I decide they're not that good. Maybe subconsciously it is about confidence. I don't know. Do you ever find that problem? Yeah, and I think we can sort of tie confidence to maybe imposter syndrome as well and maybe not feeling like you're good enough or that you have enough authority to you know be a thought leader on on that whatever your idea is but I think it's just really important to get it out there you know and and while you may not feel confident about it maybe the more like when you start working on it you might uncover more about it and then in that process of working and and launching it you might gain a heap of confidence so that when it comes to the time you know you're super confident about it so I wonder if the confidence thing is just you know maybe only applies when you're starting like once you start I think you'll grow a lot of confidence as you uncover it more. I think you're right I have this um print on my wall sitting next to me from a designer called Dan Edwards. Hopefully there's a link to a picture of it online. If not, we'll post one in the show notes anyway. And it says the creative process goes, this is awesome. This is tricky. This is shit. I am shit. Oh, this might be okay. And this is awesome again. And I really like that because that's the process that I go through all the time. I love it. Like, honestly, you start an idea and you think, yes, this is an idea. I'm going to work on it. And then you get into it and you're like, hmm, this is harder than I thought. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this. But if you push over that hump, you get to the other side and you get like the result, hopefully, that you were aiming for. Yeah. And I think that's just, I mean, especially as a designer, that like that's exactly the process we go through, right? And an idea doesn't have to be, you know, it's going to evolve as you start and as you work through it. So just like that that poster says it starts being awesome and then it might get a bit shitty and then it's awesome again and shitty and you know it's a whole process and and you have to just commit I think you know if you commit and follow it through you'll gain confidence along the way and eventually you'll produce something that's really awesome because let's be honest as a creative person you're probably not going to launch something or act on something that's shitty and so I trust that people who are listening to this you know are already super motivated and creative people and have lots of ideas and things to share and I encourage them to share them because if you can help one other person then it's an idea worth sharing. Totally and the thing, the things you have ideas about, they're obviously your passions, you know, and you never know where they might lead. Like the the fact that I started my little lyric t-shirts all those years ago, for example, was just a little idea I had and I decided to put them on my Tumblr just 
you know, because I'd made them and I wanted someone else to see. And it turned into a, a, a little business where people were buying my T-shirts. And I don't know, you just never know where it might lead. So I think it's always worth trying and maybe having a support system around you of, you know, friends who you know are going to be supportive and encouraging and give you honest feedback as well, who can you can talk about your projects with and that might help the confidence, I think. So Hannah also replied to that tweet and she had something similar to say as Camilla did. So she said she struggles with the whole paralysis over analysis and that she also struggles with perfectionism. So I wanted to touch a little bit on perfectionism and how that ties into taking action on your ideas. So Charlie, I think it's safe for me to say you and I are both perfectionists. Would you agree? Well, I thought I was, but we were talking in the Sean West community the other day about this. That's um, an online design community that both Fem and I are a part of. And I sort of realised that some people have this problem way more than I do. So maybe it's just that there's different levels of perfectionism. Or maybe it's just that I've sort of started to get over mine. Because with having to produce a video, well, two videos every single week, you do have to sacrifice perfectionism in order to get it done. Otherwise, I would just be spending every single waking hour editing a video to get it exactly how I wanted. Yeah. But I've sort of moved into this mindset of just needing to get the thing out there. Obviously, I'm never going to put something up that's not something I'd be proud of. But I think that I've realized that other people don't notice all the little details as much as I do. So it's okay. And that, I don't know, it's a tricky one because you never want to let your standards slip. You don't want to, you know, think of 90% as you're 100% and, you know, then it just keeps moving down. But I don't know, I think committing to a time frame can really help with getting over perfectionism. Yeah, well, I, I was going to segue basically into all of that, so nice work. <laughs> I agree, though. So your level of 100% perfectionism is going to be someone else's 80% or 50% or 20%, you know? So so what is perfect, really? I mean, perfect is something different and unique to each person. And so I think you just do the best work that you can and just get it out there, you know, don't don't let it hold you back. I think as designers as well, it's so easy to always think, oh, I can do better, it can be better, I'm going to keep working on it. And you just end up in this cycle of never actually putting your work out because you're just constantly refining and refining. So my advice to Hannah would be, yes, we all struggle with perfectionism, but I think just get it out there. Do your best work and make something that you're proud of, like like Charlie's touched on, and just get it out there and you'll start getting feedback from people. And if, if there's room to improve it, which, you know, usually there's always room to improve, you can revisit that later on. Yeah, totally. And I think if perfectionism is stopping you from getting started, like if you know that you can't make something perfect straight away, that's going to be really difficult for you because... I read this article recently on Fast Co-Design, which we'll link in the show notes, and it was talking about how the way you record your ideas might impact your creativity and how to be like truly creative and explore your ideas properly, your brain needs to be uninhibited. So you need to just be able to, you know, sketch and get your ideas down on paper and explore them yourself. And I think that if you're worried about things being perfect, you know, when you first put pen to paper to make that first sketch, for example, that will stop you from acting on your ideas because you're going to be too worried about making it perfect to actually explore it properly. Does that make sense? Yeah. So has that article changed at all how you record your ideas? 
Not really, because to be honest, the article was seemed to be mostly a piece for like, like an ad for a sketching software on iPad. Of course, of course, sponsored content. <laughs> yeah, this is the way with media. But just in general, the idea of recording your ideas uninhibited, I think, is a nice one. And I think that's almost what my silly little, you know, series of notes app is. Like the fact that they're not in any order and the fact that I'm not worrying about putting them in any particular place or order when I'm recording those ideas is probably what helps. I would recommend not to overthink the idea. I think once you get an idea, it's quite easy to start, you know, rushing forward and, oh my gosh, well, if this is going to be involved and I'll have to do this thing and that thing and, oh my gosh, it's going to take me three months and, you know, just think of, you know, come up with the idea and just let it sit for a while. If you start to overthink it, then of course it's going to seem like a huge task and of course it's going to seem daunting and you're going to, you know, stress and wonder like, where do I start? How do I get the ball rolling? And so don't don't overthink it too much before before deciding whether to commit. I think just have your idea, sit on it for a couple of days and then start breaking it down into achievable achievable tasks. For you, Charlie, I mean, you obviously have quite a lot of ideas on a, on a, you know, quite a consistent basis. So how do you decide if an idea is worth putting time into? So once I come up with the idea and I have it down in that little notes app, uh, maybe it's a video idea, for example, or a little project idea, just a little design I want to make. How I decide if it's worth putting time into sort of comes down to how much I think about it. Like if it's stays on my mind and I keep fleshing out the idea like you know without even sitting down and like trying to if my mind just goes there by itself then I kind of feel like it's worth it because my brain's doing the work for me you know I'm not I'm not forcing it it's just happening so that's kind of worth putting the time into it can also be good to think about the idea in terms of what else you have on Like, for example, uh, we talked about in our first episode, my motion graphics pieces. I've had a few comments uh, since that first episode of people watching them and saying that they really like them. And I'm like, yeah, I really like them too. I want to make more. But, you know, I've got lots of ideas for them. But when I think about the time that they would take and everything else I have to do, I just decide that maybe they're not worth it. So I do think through the idea and, and think about how long it would take and whether it's worth worth my time. Is it sort of similar for you, do you think? Yeah, I guess you have to sort of weigh the whole time, effort, benefit thing, right? Like Totally. Of course it's a great idea, but is it worth your time? Is it worth your effort? And what are you going to get out of it? Or, or what are others going to get out of it? You know, so I think that can also paralyze people a little bit. You know, they overthink whether it's worth doing. I think another good thing to consider when thinking about whether it's worth you know, taking action on that idea is maybe spending some time identifying what your goals are or what what the value is with that idea. You know, what what that idea kind of will give back to other people or, or to yourself, depending on what it is, and whether it aligns with you as a designer and you as your personal brand, which we touched on in a previous episode. Would you agree with that, Charlie? Or, or do you think... Like, do you think ideas are supposed to be selfish or do you think it's worth thinking about how that idea could affect your audience? I definitely think it's worth thinking about, but I also don't think it should hold you back if you can't see the immediate benefit 
of doing something if you don't think it's going to, you know, really help someone else out or change the world in any way, you know, it's still okay to do it. And it's still okay to spend time on it if that's what you want to spend time on. Like with my Wellington map poster, for example, that was an idea I decided was worth doing. And I just wanted it to hang on my wall. Like that was my end goal with it. In the end, I was able to turn it into something else where I made a video. And then I've had lots of people telling me that they've been making their own maps from it, which is really exciting. So it did turn into something that was useful for other people, but it did start by just being me wanting a map of my city on my wall. And that's okay, I think. What do you do, do you think, if you put time into something and it doesn't go well? Hmm. You know, when you're in that stage of the creative process we talked about earlier, where you're just thinking everything is terrible. How do you decide if it's worth pushing through or if you've just reached the stage where you've explored the idea and discovered that it's not worth doing? What are your thoughts on that? I think with that, a lot of maybe why you think that the idea is no longer good is it's likely that you're not enjoying it anymore. And I think it's really important that it's enjoyable. I think that should be a priority of why you're doing it, right? You you know, you have to enjoy it and it has to be part of, you know, you have to be really passionate about it. Otherwise, what's the point in putting the effort in? And so if you've kind of hit that stage where, you know, you're not so sure about it anymore, ask yourself, do you enjoy doing it? And if you do, then it's probably worth maybe pushing through that that lull and persevering. But if you're not enjoying it and it's becoming a bit of a chore, then maybe it is time to reconsider whether to continue doing it. Yeah, I would say too that maybe setting it aside for a bit is good. You know, move away from the frustration of it and just take a step back, come back to another day is, is a good idea so that you don't take that lull to be a reason why you should give up you know because it might not be it might just be you're in the middle of the process and you're going to push through and it'll be awesome again a lull doesn't necessarily mean the lull's going to stay there or or that you've like hit hit the end of hit the creative wall or whatever you know we all have ups and downs with with projects and sometimes I'm feeling tired and I don't feel like doing it and I think oh why am I doing this but that doesn't mean I should stop maybe that means I should go to bed and pick it up in the morning when I've got more more energy and headspace to focus on it so I think you need to distinguish between those as well you know whether maybe it's more to do with what's going on in your life at this point in time and how you're feeling right now as opposed to you know this has been going on for a while, I'm, I'm not enjoying it anymore and I haven't been for a while. So I think it's important to distinguish between those two things as well. Definitely. I think that's a good note to end on, sort of. But what I would like to know before we finish up, actually, is is there any ideas you have at the moment, Femme, that you're wanting to take action on but haven't yet? So I've got one new idea, which I would like to sort of open up as a new side project. And it came to me a couple of weeks ago and I've well, I'll start at the beginning. It's probably easier. So what I'm I, really excited to hear about uh, this. <laughs> uh, so my new idea, what I would really like to do is have a community of local Amsterdam-based designers and have us all together available on a website and kind of like, not like a recruitment thing, but, you know, these would be designers that I'm personally friends with and, you know, know, know are super good. So, you know, I've, I've got a, a couple of really good graphic designer friends here in Amsterdam and I know 
another girl who's a really good illustrator and she does quite a lot of children's books. So, you know, a few different sort of avenues of graphic design and just have a, a website where we're all there. And so uh, people who are looking for a Amsterdam-based graphic designer or freelancer can go there and, you know, see all of us and can, you know, choose who they'd like to work with. And And the idea behind that is because we're all really good friends already. You know, it's not like we're competition or, you know, fighting for the same clients or anything. And we all really want to help each other out and, you know, give back. And a lot of freelancers often do refer other freelancers. You know, if the project's not right for me, I'll often refer a friend of mine. Totally. And I'm often sending people your way when I get requests through (laughs) that I know I don't you know, have the time to work on, I'm like, please go work with this girl. She's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So often I guess what people do is they'll just Google, you know, Amsterdam designer or something. And I think what first comes up is some sort of like recruitment, like freelance recruitment site. And then, you know, people's personal portfolios start dripping through. And so I'd really like to have, uh, this, this new, new idea of mine somewhere up the top there of just, just a hub basically that we can all kind of capitalize on, uh, SEO and, you know, people finding us that way rather than having us sprawled throughout Google, if you know what I mean. So that's kind of my my latest new idea that I'd really like to work on over winter. That's a really awesome idea. And I, I really do hope you act on it because it sounds amazing. How do you think, you know, what we've just talked about with breaking it down into steps, how are you going to start on this idea? So first I kind of thought about it for a couple of days and I also did a bit of research obviously to see whether it's worth doing, you know, maybe there's someone else in Amsterdam already doing that and, you know, then the benefit might not be worth it. So I did a bit of research first, just looking on Google and then I started making a list of uh, local designers that I know and and that I would like to invite to participate or, or to, to be featured on the site just to see, you know, how many people I know and, and would like to have on there and whether it's worth it. You know, if there's only me and one other person, then maybe not. But I, I think I came up with a list of about 10 people that I know quite well. So, you know, that's just kind of validating the idea for me that, you know, that A, I know enough people, B, I know enough really good people and see that there's enough people on there to make to make it worth it. And then from there, so that's kind of where I've gotten up to right now. So I've got my list of people that I'd really like to invite to be involved. And so from here, I'm just going to contact them and see if they're interested. And then, I mean, then I guess the project kicks off from there, you know, then, then I'll start breaking it down into individual tasks like, you know, what are we going to call it? We need to get a domain, a, a website, you know, I'll have to ask everybody to send through a little bio of themselves and links to their sites, etc. So yeah, I'm, I'm starting s- slow right now to, to validate that the idea is worth it. And then once I've done that, then I'll, then I'll go into the actual executing tasks. I like it. Sounds amazing. And I like that you're not letting things like what to call it and stuff hold you back because yeah. it, it sounds funny, but that, that's true. Like that can really hold you back when you, you can use it as an excuse for a reason not to start, you know? Totally. So like, and we didn't come up with the name of this podcast for quite a while. And if we'd waited oh until we came up with the name, <laughs> we would have only started recording like four weeks ago you know but we've been recording for a couple of months now practicing and whatnot so yeah don't let the name hold you back just 
you know, start working on the idea. And as, as you work on the idea, the name will probably come to you in a more natural way. Yeah, totally. What about you though? Do you have any projects or ideas that you're wanting to take on maybe in in the new year? I've technically started it already, but not really. Uh, A couple of years ago, I made a motion graphics piece of like exploring my music through the year. So it was sort of like some analysis on what songs I listened to and what artists they were and genre and things like that. I sort of want to do another one and push it a bit further this year because I've been also collecting information on what bands I've seen live. I've seen so many gigs this year from living in London as opposed to New Zealand where bands hardly ever come and play. I've seen, yeah, so many bands, which has been so cool. And I just want to put all that information together, mostly for me somehow, because I think that's it's really special for me that I've seen that many bands this year and combine that with the music that I've listened to, you know, just uh, the, the recorded lis- music that I've listened to because I collect all that through a service called Last FM. It tracks the music that I listen to on audio. But I don't really know what I want to do with it yet. I don't know if I want to make it a motion graphics piece because like we've talked about, they take a lot of time and I don't know if I can put that in. So maybe more of a graphic, infographic type thing. I'm not Mm. sure yet. I'm still collecting the data and then I need to, I suppose, take a look at it and see what comes of it. Because what I really like doing is finding the graphics and, you know, finding something beautiful in data and structures. That's why I really like the map poster that I keep bringing up in this bloody episode. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great example. (laughs) I really like when shapes come of data, basically, is one of my favourite things. So I want to see what my music listening to looks like for the year. Does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah, no, it definitely does. I can see, like, I'm sort of visualising a really nice poster. You could do a poster or a really yeah. nice uh, little book as well if you if you wanted to go into super details. Yeah, true. I don't know, yeah. I just feel like I'm, I want to get to the end of the year because I have to wait for the end of the year to get all the, the last bits of data on the, you know, the music that I've listened to. And then I'll take a look at it and decide what to do from there. But I do need to break that down into steps and write a plan of action because otherwise we'll probably get to the end of 2017 before I've even done something with it, you know. <laughs> well, Charlie, you brought up some super good examples in this episode, which I'm sure a lot of people will be really interested to hear about, about your ideas and, and how you act on them. We had one other email come in from Awe and she she asked us a couple of questions about, you know, how do you stay motivated once you execute your idea, once you take action and how do you focus and avoid distractions? And so, Charlie, I think let's touch on this in, in the next episode. What do you think? Yeah, the, let's make that the top of the next episode. So, yeah, next week we're going to be talking about focus and staying focused on your ideas and keeping going should be a really good one I'm already looking forward to it me too we always have great chats (laughs) so Charlie where can people find not only this podcast but also yourself online well if they go to designlife.fm you'll see links to all of our episodes all six of them now You'll also find links to follow us on iTunes and SoundCloud and also follow me and Femco on Twitter Make sure if you have enjoyed these episodes that you head on over to iTunes and leave us a rating and a review. We'd really appreciate that. Please. It's always 
yeah, really nice to hear what people have to say about these episodes. We want to make sure that they're as enjoyable as possible. So any feedback you have, please leave it. You can also contact us directly through our website. If you have a question or a query or a topic that you'd really like us to touch on, please do email in, you know, as, as you've heard in this episode, we do touch on questions that people ask us. So if you have a question, it's very likely that we will answer it in the podcast. We also just really want to hear your opinions on our topics as well. Like we want to keep the conversation going. So feel free to do that through email or via our Twitter, which is at DesignLifeFM. Great chat, Charlie. I'm looking forward to seeing all your ideas come to life next year. Me too, Fem. <laughs> See ya. See ya. See ya.